Welcome to the Uncensored Society Podcast, where guests share their insights, experiences, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And now, your host, Kay Suthar. Hey guys, oh my goodness, I have an amazing woman for us today. She's going to be speaking on awesome stuff here. You're going to get so many golden nuggets. Now, I've got to tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Jean Hamilton Ford, and she has been working in business and with businesses for the past 40 plus years. She has written a book about play and success, and she's currently writing a series of books about impact and influence. Jean helps business owners and entrepreneurs amplify their impact, cultivate their influence, and make more money through the power of intentional language and communication. Make change in your life, be seen, be heard, and Jean works with people online only, so guess what? You can get hold of her and reach out to her really easy. Please welcome on stage Jean Hamilton Ford. Oh my goodness, Jean, it's so amazing to have you here. <laughs> it is. I don't know how long we've been talking, Kay, but we've been connected for a bit now and it seems like forever. Yeah, we have been. And every time, you know, we're somewhere at some event, we keep bumping into each other. We do. Right? The universe keeps bringing us back together. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I had to have you on this podcast. Because I was like, there's a reason behind this, right? There's, there's definitely a friendship here and it's going to be getting bigger and bigger. But there's a reason why we keep connecting, right? Yes, and I think so. And from all the work that you've told me that you help with clients and what you do, your experiences, your journey, I'm like, oh my goodness, you've got so much to give, so much to teach people, right? And so I know that this episode is going to be full of golden nuggets, Jean. I hope so. I'm still learning every day. <laughs> we all are, right? We don't stop learning. Nope. Um, and that's a good, that's, that's part of the journey. That's life. But that's before the fun we, part. Right. And before we get into the nitty gritty of what you do, how you actually help people, tell us a little bit about what life looked like before you even stepped in the world of business. Well, you see, that's kind of a loaded question because I kind of stepped into the world of business fairly early. Ah, You know how that goes, right? Right. Now, I'll tell you, um, I started working as a candy striper in a military hospital when I was 15. Do you know what a candy striper is? No. Okay. A candy striper is a volunteer in a hospital and they wear um, a striped tunic. Oh, usually it's red and white striped tunic. Okay. That's why they call them candy stripers is because they're wearing these striped tunics right. and they go and do whatever is necessary to help the functioning of different departments and everything else. So I was a gopher quite a bit of the time and um, had a lot of fun meeting people in a military hospital. You would think fun is not to be had, but you can have fun in, in a military hospital. And I would go and, and deliver things and bring things and never patient contact, but always in the background. And that was my very first taste of a business, so to speak. Oh. Now, I'll tell you, when I went from that to actually working and getting paid, the realization was that at that time, business wasn't much fun. So all this 
wonderful experience I got working as a candy striper and having a lot of fun and learning a lot of stuff and finding out how different departments work and everything. And then going into the world of work and it was like, I'm not sure I want to be here because it's not much fun. Right. When did work ever become not fun? Hmm. Okay. So it always have an element of fun to it. Right. But then there are people out there that are doing, I guess, tasks, jobs, work, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, the fun has disappeared, but they're doing it because it, it pays the bills. It does pay the bills. I imagine so. But at what expense? That's the question. Right. And so a lot of people don't think about that side of things. Right. No. Why is it important that we shouldn't just shrug that to one side and actually do what makes us happy and what we're passionate about? I think we talked about this a little bit earlier mm. because um, and I'm I'm taking a little latitude here because <laughs> I think earlier you said that you were going to work until you die. Yeah. And I said, well, you might find that's not going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Because people who work and have this ethos of I'm going to work until I die, and that's what they say, typically they run themselves into the ground yeah. before they get even close to dying, and it feels like they're dying. Right. But if you're passionate about what you're doing, if you find that your work is fun, that never happens. If it's a joy, it never happens. That's right. Yes, because I did say, I didn't change. I was like, no, I'm going to work until I'm not having fun anymore. There you go. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, that's the way you meant to do that's this. Yeah. Um, and that's how everybody should be doing this. But I think people just get bogged down in the fact that, oh, my goodness, you know, I've got to think about the bills. I've got to make sure I've got food on the plate, you know, for them and their families. And mm-hmm. so they stop thinking about their wants, their goals, their dreams. Well, they stop thinking. Oh, there you go. That's part of it because they get trapped in this little rat race of what others expect of them. And they start thinking about that, not necessarily about what is best for themselves. And if we're not learning, we're going to die. You know, learning is part of this this wonderful journey. And part of this journey, too, is learning about how you think about who you are and what you do in a way that you can cultivate it and use it to keep you propelled forward. You've got to keep moving forward. You can't get stuck in a, in a trench. And a lot of people do that. They think this is it. This is my little box. I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. And it's like, <sighs> let's just take a minute here and, and find out if we can break down those walls a little bit and look at all the possibilities on your horizon right exactly and so I guess people just stop dreaming don't they I think a lot of people have forgotten what dreaming is all about yeah and I find that um you tend to as you get older the less you you dream the older you get I'm not sure that's true I think there comes a point that it's like the bell curve (laughs) right so you dream a lot down here at the bottom But as you rise at that bell curve, and most people do this in their mid-years, you know, 30, 40, 50, kind of in that time frame. And here I'm saying that's mid-years. I'm 60, so I'm on that downhill side of that bell curve. But, you know, when you're at that top and you're really doing your job and really entrenched in your career, 
you don't have the luxury of the time to dream first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And with all the stress and the pressure that most jobs, Mm J-O-Bs, put on us, then we don't actually have the capacity to dream. Our bandwidth isn't about dreaming. Our bandwidth is about what's next and what can I do next? And how can I do it? And who can I do it with? Because there's a lot of strategy involved in the J-O-Bs because we want to get up that ladder, don't we? Right. Yes, most definitely. Now, Jean, you did mention, um, or actually I mentioned in your intro that you help business owners um, through the power of intentional language and communication. Now, tell us what that actually means. Well, let's look at it in a little different context. Intentional, for the most part, means that you are consciously choosing something. You're consciously choosing a thought. You're consciously choosing an emotion. You're consciously choosing a direction to go in. You're making a conscious decision. This is all about being intentional. When you pair that with your language, you are consciously choosing what you're giving your attention to in your thoughts, what you're giving attention to in the words that you choose to use. Because we all have the capacity with language of some sort. Most of us don't use it to its fullest capacity. We use it only at a very minimum. And language vocabulary is enormous. So there's so much potential in language to use it to its fullest capacity. And we don't do it. Okay. So just to kind of get a little bit deeper here, what does that mean? Not you, We're not using language to deepest capacity because as soon as we start learning to talk, we're constantly talking. Yes, but we're saying the same old thing over and over and over, and we're regurgitating things from other people. We're not actually focusing on using our language. For instance, um, there's over 200 shades of blue. Oh, okay, I did not know that. So if you want to say blue, yeah. that's pretty ambiguous because blue to me is not necessarily the same as blue to you. Mm-hmm. I might be thinking a shade like, royal blue and you might be thinking a shade like cornflower blue okay do you see the difference in the language that we associate with the blue right so you got to you're saying that you've got to be very specific with your language yes specific and deliberate and also intentional in your impact with your language ah okay so what are some of the common mistakes that you find that people are making when they are trying to communicate with people? (laughs) I think most people communicate what they want others to hear, what they think others want to hear, not what they want others to hear, but what they think others want to hear. So, you know, you've, you've heard people converse and people will be talking about things. And on one side of the equation is somebody saying da, 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 da. And on the other side, someone's saying, yeah, okay, fine the person saying, yeah, okay, fine. They're not communicating. There's no active listening. There's no intent to actually communicate with that individual. They just want that person to shut up. Right. Right. Okay, fine. Right. They probably haven't even heard all of what that person has said. It's very dismissive. And whenever we do that with people, we're shortchanging them and we're shortchanging ourselves. 
Ah, okay. So you saying that it's because the other person isn't communicating to them the way that they need to be communicated with, and that's why they're just being dismissed. I'm saying communication is a two-way street at best, <laughs> and typically most people encounter it as a one-way process because people are so dismissive because they don't have time. They're not interested in the long version. They want the short and sweet. Okay. I right? see. And this is why a lot of what I work with people on is their message. What is your message? If I asked you, Kay, what's your message? What would you tell me? It's to help people to go from invisible to visible by using the power of podcasting. Yeah, that's too much. Oh, really? Okay. So tell me more. So cut it down to two or three words. Oh, my goodness. Two or three words. Okay. So. I help people with getting on podcasts. Oh, see, that's more than two or three words. I know. I don't know how to say it more than <laughs> Then it will just be words. It won't be a sentence. So maybe it's about being uh, visible podcasting. Ah, okay. So if you just said visible podcasting, that's two words. Yeah. First of all, people are going to say, this is kind of weird, visible podcasting, because right. podcasting isn't visible. <laughs> podcasting is audio it's not yeah. video but if you want to say visible podcasting it is making people visible through podcasting isn't it mm. but the short and sweet is visible podcasting right. do you see how that works yes I see because oh. people hang on to short and sweet things they right. don't hang on to these long 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 sentences that we love to use right okay I see so Everything that we should say should be just very direct, specific, and to the point is what you're saying. For best communication, unless it's very in a situation that's very emotional, yes. Ah, okay. So tell us a little bit about that then. So if it's an emotional conversation, right? Mm -hmm. um, if it is someone that's um, lost a member of family or they've lost a job or, you know, something like that, how would you go about communicating with that person? Well, I think most communication has a degree of empathetic exchange, mm -hmm. but when emotion is involved, for instance, if someone's grieving, you're not going to be direct. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to soften things. Yeah. And that's another element of language and communication. Businesses, however, typically aren't about dealing with people in an in the emotional state. Right. So the direct is best. You know, if if you're going to say to someone, uh, if someone presents a report to you and you take a look at it instead of saying, yeah, that looks all right. You know, maybe you could be more specific about what it is about it that is great. Right. And maybe even say, I really like how you did this. Could you tweak that a little bit for me? Okay. I instead of, yeah, this is all right. And then you're looking at it later take the time that you need to really engage that individual because you're missing an opportunity. You're missing an opportunity for them and you're missing an opportunity for yourself. Yeah. So what I'm hearing here is um, mastering the art of communication. Um, it will help with, I guess, with your leadership role because you are trying to be a leader and not a boss, right? And what that means is explaining to them what is right or where they've gone wrong or what needs to be tweaked and actually having that conversation openly freely um, and coaching, teaching your staff or your team, whoever it may be, 
um, and showing them, you know, what could be better or how you can do things in a better way. Is that is that what you're talking about? I think we all have that opportunity. It doesn't matter if we're a leader or not. Okay. You know, because we are all leaders of ourselves. So we all have that opportunity, whether we wear that as a, a label wow. in our authority or not. Right. Okay. So what would you say are maybe the key components of becoming a better communicator? I think the key component, first of all, is you need to know who you are. First and foremost, because if you don't, then you won't know anything about the way that you communicate or the language you prefer to use when you communicate. If you don't explore yourself fully first, then it's kind of like they say in relationships, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. You can't really fully communicate with someone else until you already know who you are and have communicated with yourself. Okay. All right. So communicated with yourself. So how does one go about learning who who that person is? Because I think there's a lot of people that are still trying to, are struggling to find out who they are. <laughs> I think it's about asking questions, don't you? And answering them for yourself instead of Googling to find the answer or asking somebody else. This is what everyone defaults to. Oh, I've got a question. I I, I don't know who I am. I'll just ask my best friend, who am I? And the best friend will say, oh, um, yeah, well, you're, you're my friend. Yes, but who am I? You know, your best friend's not going to be able to answer that. Right. You have to answer that. And that means that you have to take some time and get really reflective. I see. And you have to look at who you are right now and what it is right now that interests you, what you want, what you need. Look at all aspects of your life. We all know the wheel of life. Check it out. It's online. You can go wheel of life. Google it. No, (laughs) you can. But when you get there, when you get that wheel of life, be honest with yourself. Mm. Okay. And so Jane, I'm just intrigued. What got you passionate about this uh, particular topic or niche? Was it something (laughs) that you went through or that you noticed yourself in your journey? Well, I think like a lot of other people besides family, you know, family, I don't know about UK, but I grew up with, I was the youngest of six. Communication wasn't the very best in my family. Right. When you get into a career or into a job, and I've had so many different jobs over my lifetime in so many different industries. And the one thing that I always notice is how terrible the communication is. Yeah. Because there are people who are so insecure, they keep things close to their chest and therefore they don't communicate. Mm. And there are people that sometimes over communicate and they give too much information and it isn't necessary and it isn't helpful. And the one thing I also noticed is that if you want to communicate, besides knowing yourself, you have to be willing, (laughs) you have to be willing to actively listen other people. Mm. And you do that simply by saying to them what they have just said to you, just to make sure everything is clear. Ah, okay. So just reaffirming what they've said and making sure that you've understood where they're coming from. Yeah. Just like you do in these interviews, when you say, this is what I've heard, this is what I've just, this is what you've just told me. That's a good way of getting clarification so that you know well, at least you think you know what they're saying 
and they have an idea that you've understood either most or all of what they've said. It's an opportunity for that exchange. Yes. Okay. So are you saying then, Jean, that my communication and listening levels are up there? (laughs) (laughs) Am I at the top? (laughs) I'm saying that you're really good at these interviews because it's part of interviewing. It isn't necessarily part of active communication with just anyone. But when you're in work and when you're employing people or employed by someone, It really is part of what we need to do to make sure that everything works well. So this whole thing is about relationships when it comes down to it. That's right. Building relationships, definitely. Now, during your kind of journey and your experience, Uh has there been something that you wish someone told you at an earlier stage? You know, I really have quite a few things I wish people had told me at an earlier stage. Please tell. Well, like I said, when I went from volunteer work into real work, I wish someone would have told me it's not going to be the same, but no one did. You know, that real work is all about learning. It's about growth and development. Real work is all about putting in the effort so that you can come across in the way that you need to, not so you can get ahead, but so you can build relationship. Mm -hmm. Because when I started working, a lot of it was all this business about driving to what's your next promotion and what do you want to do next and all of this. You, It's not about relationships. And people forget that everything hinges, everything hinges on relationship. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so what do you feel has been one of your biggest challenges when it comes to being a communicator? Well, sometimes I think it is shutting up. (laughs) And sometimes I think it is being willing to risk being honest. Oh, so letting your guard down, being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big, big thing. That's okay. a big challenge. I think it's a big challenge for most everyone. I was just going to say that. A lot of people don't feel comfortable in letting their guard down and getting vulnerable, yes. right? But it's at that point that you're going to really connect with people and people are going to be able to relate to you at some point, you know? Yes. Um, and also, um, I guess other people will feel like, oh, you trust them. That's why you've told them and you let your guard down. But yes, it all has to be authentic and it all has to serve a purpose. Mm. You know, some people think letting their guard down and being vulnerable is like a badge of honor. And so they spout off their story (laughs) anywhere and everywhere they can because, oh, look, I'm being vulnerable. But that's not vulnerability. No, it's not. No. It's not. It's it's letting your ego and your pride get the better of you. Yes. Mm. And really vulnerability lies in being in that moment and understanding that what you have is valuable to moving that conversation forward. Yeah. Awesome. Now, Jean, what kind of resources would you suggest for people that I guess anyone that wants to become a a better communicator, where should they go to learn more about this? Well, they can come to me. Perfect. I'm glad you mentioned that. (laughs) How do they connect with you? Oh, well, they can find me online. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook. 
And I'm not marketing there because I am doing my marketing without social media, but they can find me there. They can connect with me there. I also have uh, two websites that I'm sure you're going to put links in everywhere, but one is the learning portal and the other is my speaking site, which is Jean Hamilton Ford. I'm not going to go through the links because I know they're going to be shown. So. Yes, definitely. So guys, like Jean just said, all the links will be in the show notes below. So make sure you go and check them out. And also, Jean, a little birdie told me that you have a free gift for our audience. <laughs> hey, I don't think anyone comes on your podcast without a free gift, do they? <laughs> um, not many people do because, you know, everybody that I bring on want to serve people right? They, they want to make things easier and kind of build them up and empower them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, having a free gift is so awesome for our listeners because they learn a little bit more from experts like yourself. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about this free gift that the little birdie told me. Well, I'll tell you what the title of it is. It's three steps to engage others and be a more powerful communicator. Oh, just three steps. Just three steps. Wow. Okay. All right. And so what are the benefits of people um, actually downloading this and learning what you're teaching people? Well, first of all, they get to see what those three steps are. Right. And secondly, um, those three steps are beginning. They're not all of it because it's a very, it's a long process if you want to become a really powerful communicator. But these three steps will help you engage others. That's first and foremost where you need to start is being able and willing to engage others. So, guys, like I mentioned earlier, make sure you go and check out the links below. Get to know Jean, reach out to her, and definitely go ahead and download that freebie. This is where everybody needs to start to become a better communicator. Oh, my goodness, Jean, it was amazing to have you on our podcast, on the show. So many golden nuggets, and I know you've got so much more to teach people. So thank you for coming onto our podcast. You're welcome, Kay. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Uncensored Society podcast at www.uncensoredsocietypodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get this and every other episode that's coming out. We have lots of great stuff coming, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.